Welcome to episode six. It took longer than I thought to get out there, but we see B, who appeared at the end of episode five, take Ether uh, out into the ocean to meet the Jaya and meet the Orcas. The final episode of The Gathering will be out, I'm going to say in a week. We'll see how we get on. Enjoy episode six. B swam in a cold ocean, her long grey hair flowing behind her like trails of seaweed. Every so often she'd flip onto her side to look for her apprentice, to make sure she was keeping up, her trainee who'd assured her she could swim. When it came to boarding the boat, B steadied it for her to step on, but she didn't move. She had a startled expression on her face. It never occurred to be that her apprentice hadn't been on a boat before. Once they were far enough away from the shore, B said, OK, this looks like a good spot, in we go. But her apprentice looked at her with the same shocked expression. You did say you could swim, B said. Ether narrowed her eyes. Yes, she said slowly, I've swum in the tank. B laughed out loud. It hadn't occurred to her that her apprentice had meant she could swim in mixed reality, not in real life, in real water. B shook her head and was about to say, OK, well, let's just start with the basics. But her hot-headed apprentice hadn't liked being laughed at. She pushed past B, then jumped over the side of the boat. She came up, spluttering and gasping. She hung on to the side of the boat and tried to catch her breath. B laughed even harder at her apprentice's startled face. It's freezing, Ether shouted between gasps. You'll soon warm up, B said, and jumped in to join her. First she taught her how to tread water close to the boat so she had something to hang on to. Then slowly she took a few tentative strokes with B holding her chin. B was impressed. What her apprentice lacked in skills, she made up for in sheer determination. B was going to say, yield to the water, don't fight it, let it support you, the sea will come up to meet you. But she guessed that Ether would never yield or surrender, so she said, allow the water to support you, be like a bird and fly through the water. Then, with laughter in her voice, she said, be the sea. Once they'd done putting her head under the water, they moved on to diving down. B taught her to slow her heart rate so she could spend longer and longer under the waves. By the end of three weeks, you couldn't tell the difference between Ether and the rest of the new recruits. The other recruits were as friendly and supportive as they could be, but they also kept one eye on Ether. They sensed she was volatile, combustible. When they were all together, swapping stories and joking around, Ether kept quiet about how she'd been recruited. Everyone else was full of stories of the trials and tribulations they'd gone through to even approach the Jaya, to even be considered for recruitment. Most had been told to reapply again and again. Ether realised that B coming out to retrieve her was quite unprecedented. The end of training was always marked by a greeting ceremony where recruits got to meet the Jaya. And we would use this meeting 
to determine their suitability and allocate them their functions accordingly. They were, of course, the Jaya themselves. They wouldn't have got this far if they hadn't shown the capacities and dispositions required to be given the name Jaya. But this was a meeting with the Jaya Jaya, the original Jaya. They would meet us in the flesh and blood and bone. B gathered them together to go through the plan for the next few days. Well, she said, as you know, tomorrow is your final mission. We leave tonight to sail south to put all your skills to the test and on this occasion, the final mission is very special. A hum of excitement rippled through the assembled recruits. You're going to meet the Jaya, B said, which can be overwhelming, so stay focused and trust your instincts. She paused and quickly scanned the eager faces of the recruits. There's something else, she said carefully. The orcas are gathering. She paused again to try to find the right words. They've insisted that you meet them. The recruits all looked at each other nervously. We weren't expecting orcas to be there, one of the recruits said. B cleared her throat. <clears throat> no, um. It hasn't happened before. How many orcas will be there? Everyone turned their attention to B and waited. B shook her head. We don't know. With their bags packed and their supplies stowed away, they set off in their boat on a wonderfully calm sea. The recruits took it in turns to sleep, crew the boat and swim alongside the boat. After two days of sailing, the team in the water cried out and pointed to where they could hear the pulse. They were close now. We were sending an underwater pulse for them to follow. The recruits swimming in the sea guided the boat all through the night and into the next day. Each group in the water helped keep the boat on course by following our trail of breadcrumbs. It's hard to sleep on the boat, and even harder to dream, so we couldn't speak to B directly. When she was on deck at dawn on the third day, she saw our lights appear in the water. She called out for everyone to come up on deck. The recruits already in the water were starting to swim towards us. B stayed with the boat and hurried everyone along. They quickly applied a thick coat of gel to their bodies and dived in. We developed the gel to keep the body at a stable core temperature even in the coldest of seas. It also increases the body's oxygen uptake so we can dive at greater depths for longer periods. With the gel and their training, the recruits could now dive down 50 metres with no problem and stay underwater for 40 minutes before they needed to surface and scoop up a lung full of air. B watched the recruits swimming in and out of the swirling lights of the gyre. Then one by one they came back to the boat, hauled themselves back on board, panting and gasping for air, then they laughed and screamed with excitement. They want you, they shouted to B. They want you to join them. As she applied the gel to her body, she remembered how strange it had felt when she first left her clothes behind and began her aquatic journey. 
She ran her fingers between her toes to feel the skin that had, over the years, grown into webbing. She looked at the webbing between her fingers. In places it was so thin it was almost transparent. As soon as she plunged into the icy water she felt the electric buzz fizz through her body. She had no more thoughts chattering away in her head. She had no more decisions to make or plans to devise. She just had to swim. She swam towards the lights, then dived down deeper. Our bodies create a powerful phosphorescence, a hazy, dazzling ball of light that surrounds us and leaves a glowing trail behind us as we swim. The lights make it hard to see our shape in any detail. There may be an outline of a human body, but it could just as easily be a seal or a dolphin. We swam towards B, and our lights surrounded her. Our glowing bodies merged into one mass, and in the middle of the mass she saw our faces appear in front of her. Hello, mother, we said. It gladdens our hearts and lifts our spirit to see you. It's been too long since we last embraced. We swam round and round, nudging her, lifting her up and rolling her over. We barged her and she shoved us back. We took her by the hand and set off like a torpedo, diving down with her in tow. Then turned and powered back up to the surface, we threw her up into the air. She gave out a loud cry as she was tossed around like a rag doll. Then she landed back in the water with a hard smack and laughter. Then we gathered in a circle and asked her to follow. We swam deeper till the water grew colder and the light grew darker. We fanned out so our lights illuminated the scene in front of her. An orca was moving slowly in a circle. Not just one orca, but two, rolling in and around each other, circling slowly round a single figure there in the middle of the circling orcas was Ether. We swam closer to Bee and asked her if she could hear what the orcas were saying. Bee shook her head. Can you? she said. No, they're not letting us in. Then as one shoal we turned and took Bee back to the surface where she blew out the last of the air from her lungs and took in a great gasping gallon. The recruits were all hanging over the side of the boat waiting. The lights of the gyre disappeared under the waves as B climbed back on board. The sun had risen high in the sky. The boat was full of talk about meeting the gyre. B sat with the recruits but was lost in thought. The recruits were babbling with excitement, laughing and talking over each other. Could you hear them talking to us? They said to each other. As clear as day, they replied. It was like they were inside our heads. The recruits were becoming of one mind. They were as near to being the Jaya as you can get. 
Bee listened to their stories and plans and imaginings about what the next day would hold. Then she took herself off to catch up on some sleep. It was quite a long time before they asked the question. Has anyone seen Ether? Bee lay in her bunk, eyes closed but without sleeping. She couldn't shift the image of the orcas circling round Ether. She knew they'd taken her. She just hoped they'd bring her back.